Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast. Your hosts are Waza and Dan. All right, we're in the D-Max studios again, and uh, we are here, me, Dan, and Wayne again. How you going, boys? Uh, not too bad, mate. What a week to do a podcast. I mean, could we be any more excited, boys? Well, wow. best, un- unbelievable weekend. Unbelievable. I don't know about you, but it was too much for my heart. Oh, it was absolutely horrible, and I can't... I'm so invested when I watch my footy. Every time they kick off, I go, that could be it, that could be it, we could have lost it. You know, I couldn't like, help that. But they were already liking that as the best AFL era grand final ever, and mm. you just love to hear that. Yeah, I, I must say, at that first quarter, when they got the first five goals, I thought, shit, oh. this is going to be tough. And I, even, I think I mentioned to Rob Didco on the on the, um, on the on the message on the Eagles app, but they only... This could be tough, and he said, "One more goal, this could be the end of it." So, well, Rob did say it was the worst game he's ever freaking seen. A quarter lady's gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the way I summed it up: given no hope by the mass media or the so-called experts, we lost our ruckman in round seventeen, our best mid in the derby due to his own stupidity. Lost one of our best back six in the semi-final in. Um, Shep, JK played only a dozen games. Big Jack missed five. <laughs> Liam Ryans and Venables missed ten. Uh, a few other players missed. Dom Sheed was in and out. Will Schofield was in and out. When he came in, he played a role. But at the end, we stood up against all adversity, and now we're premiers for 2018. Well, that's it. We were never given a chance where we were here. And I find this is just such an epic grand final and our premiership for us to win Mm. because of these reasons because we were on paper a really good side we were ticking off the wins we put ourselves in great position but no matter what we did we're always downplayed and it's just yeah you you can't be more ecstatic with like sticking it up all the doubters really can you like and they've already got the next year's market out and we're fourth online and betting now usually the premiers are first in line but that's how much they don't rate us. I think, too, every year, it's last two years, coaching moves um, change the game. Last year, it was uh, Nan Curvis changed the game for uh, and, and Richmond's defence and everybody jumped on board. This year, the Eagles have changed everything. Can you look now? Everyone is going back to the traditional two Ruckman. The yep. two Ruckman in the finals were probably the most significant significant moves that the Eagles made because they cut out Gorn, they cut out Grundy and they had no backup. Just touch I'm going to touch that. on that in the final siren part because there's two moves that won us a game before the bounce and maybe that's what we're going to allude to now. So Yeah, just quickly, David King commented earlier in the year, this was when Nick Nat was up and firing, mm. they said they picked those three rucks, Grundy, Gorn, Nick Nat because there's obviously a gap between the rest yep. and they said who would you pick? Now, uh, one guy had Nick Nat third, and Kingy Laugh said Nick Nat's first. He said he doesn't have as much ground time as him, but he said you can tag Gorn, you can tag Grundy, you can't stop what Nick Nat does. Mm. You can stop a player getting as much of the ball around the ground as, yeah. say, Grundy and Gorn done. And that yeah. was funny, because this was halfway through the season, and that's exactly what you said happened in the grab final. It's exactly what happened in the prelim as well, is the fact we decided to tag the Ruckman with our Ruckman, and it worked. Yeah. So that's uh, just one of the smartest things I've ever think uh, I've heard think, King say. Before. I think Collingwood can't down that, give them credit, because when they played um, uh, Richmond in that prelim, they went, right, as soon as Nan Curvis goes off, we will just thump that ball. Yep. And you watch every ruck knock that Grundy 
and Cox went for, they were thumping at 13, 30 metres down the ground. Now, Richmond have since said, uh, we're, we're, look like getting another, we're looking for another Ruckman. Yeah, they will be. And everyone will be the copycat thing for the Premiers, two Ruckman, two big forwards, and that's what the way it's going to go. And then somebody will come out and win the grand final some other way. Well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's okay. it. Um, and tag is back in vogue now, yeah. isn't it? Really. I mean, look at Hawthorne in their that that dream run they had in the last few years, that was bringing in the Lakes, uh, the Stewie Jews, and that yeah. for one or two seasons. All of a sudden, everyone started. Oh, we'll try that. Geelong tried it, didn't work. Some of them uh, haven't worked. It just hasn't worked for anyone. It, but that worked for Hawthorne. But then Richmond said, well, wait on, we're going to go another way. It comes down to unit here, and we'll talk about it a bit more in the game uh, when we get onto the game. Um, just some little stats that we pick up through social media and all that time. Parco's pretty good with his stats. Eagles are 92. They were down at 17, down by 17 at quarter time, down at 12 at half time. And a player where number four kicks the last goal from the southeast pocket to win the game. Move forward to 2018. 17 points down at quarter time, 12 points down at half time. And again, a man wearing number four. Domi Sheed kicks it from the same pocket to win. It's not too bad, is it's it? It's amazing, isn't it? It's like Parks looking into crystal ball. Parks, he loves his stats. He loves it. I don't know where he gets them from, Parco, so <laughs> keep doing them. Uh, we're the only second team in history to come back and win after five goals down in, in the first quarter. Uh, we're the first team to go undefeated in Melbourne, even though it was only five games, but still undefeated. We used to be called flat track bullies. <laughs> well, well, we can't be that no more. Lewis Jetta, the 30th player to win two clubs, uh, a, a flag at two clubs. And Liam Ryan, only the second person to be in a grand final in his first game at the MCG. Yeah. That's amazing. And the other one is Jason Bohr, which yes. McAvaney brought up. Yeah. And that's... That was 94. So there's some useless footy trivia. If you go to any footy things that might come up, you've heard it first on TNG. Um, every premiership I've written down here is special. Which one do you reckon is the best? If you had to you ask first, right Wayne. now. Yeah, you go first. We'll just keep it brief. Look, I, I can't go... To be honest, I couldn't go past 06. I, that was great on the weekend, but I thought 06, as, as Hutto said in that um, in the final of that game, who thought the sequel would be as good as the original? Yep. And I just thought the 06 win, and I think that team is better than the team that played on Saturday. Well, that's a question that's, I'm going to ask my, you in a second. What's yours, Dan? I have to go with this one. There's just something epic about this one. In 06, we were kind of a powerhouse and we are kind of, it sounds very arrogant, but almost expected to win. You know, we didn't have so many doubters. And as we touched on at the beginning of the podcast, we just had so many doubters this year. So there was just something special about those the boys rallying and we are down and out in the season, you know, with the injuries we've had. We could have put our tail between our legs and run, but we didn't. We dug in deep, five goals down, epic win. It'll go down in history. Well, I, I had to choose between the first one because that was still unbelievable. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. And I go on raw emotion and 06 was close. I thought we should have won 05 and lost 06 that way around. So this one here, probably at the moment because emotions are high, I'd go for this one. But that could change. It's another stat. Eagles have won the most finals and games in the last four years, so consistency since 2015 has been the key. People just see it, oh, well, they were the best team this year, but you look over the whole four-year package, they must have been the best team over that four-year package. Yeah. Could have had two grand finals, two premierships. That's it. Not only that, over the last four years, uh, we've played in the most finals at nine, and we've actually won the most games all 
mm, all yeah. up in the season. Yeah. So great four years. Another little stat I heard. I'm picking these out because Dan loves his stats. I love <laughs> them too. Uh, Eagles took 104 marks for the game and three players had 30. Kennedy, Barras and McGovern. You add in Darling, that's 38. That's only four players. That's amazing. And they say in tall forwards or tall guys in grand finals don't win the grand finals. It just proved it does. Yeah, well, uh, Josh Kenny, three goals in a grand final too. That Power forwards usually don't have such a big impact. And three mm-hmm. goals in a grand final, I think even that's just an epic display. We wouldn't have won that game without him. No, nah, not at we, all. We, we wouldn't even have got there without him, to be honest. Yeah. A fan question, Philip Wyatt off Instagram, says basically what you've just alluded to. Zero 2006 against 2018. Who wins and why? I think 206 mainly because they're midfield. Cox, in my, you know, you all know I feel about Coxie's greatest ruckman's ever gone around. Yep. Judd, Kerr, and Cousins in that middle would outstrip that that those that middle. Player. I'm I a bit different. They were out. I thought that, really and then I I looked at Collingwood and they had a good midfield. They had a better midfield on paper than us or the way the media fought. And I thought, well, you look at Eagles midfield, yeah, on paper and in real life it was class. I just thought that if they played today, I think the team would have won. Yeah. I'll, the 2018 would have won. I find it a very hard one to answer because I don't think we'll ever see a midfield like that. It just says it's for fun, um, so yeah, it's a good exercise. And, but I think, obviously, 06 would definitely have us in the midfield. But then I think we've got a stronger back line and stronger forward line now. And I look at it, right, we've got two All-Australians in the back, Two all Australians in the mids, two all Australians up forward. We never had such a, a spread of players like that in the 06 one. It was purely our mid that drove that. Mm. Obviously, Darren Glass, the champion at the full back. But other than that, it was just centred all around our midfield. Well, I was going to ask you another question, but you would have seen it because I posted it on uh, the Next Generation <laughs> discussion page because I couldn't wait. The only, it was only one player that played every minute of the game in the grand final. Mark Hutchings, wasn't it? No, no I won't spoil oh, it for you. Mate, I know who it is. It was my man, <laughs> Will Schofield. <laughs> I heard another one. He wasn't beat in any one-on-one he contest. No. So every goal scored on him, he wasn't actually on that player at the and time. And the goalie, when he kicked his three goals, were none on, were no. on Schofield. So one was on Cole and two were from the midfield. I like you getting your credit where credit is due. Is that, I mean, I was... I just thought Scoey wasn't our best 22 all year. And look, if Shep hadn't got injured, maybe Scoey wouldn't be there. But well, that's true. He took his chances. That, you know, like if Gaff hadn't, John Dom Sheep wouldn't have been yep. there. Yep, and that's but it. That's exactly that, right. Scoey took his spot. And that, that I think two plays were significant through Scoey on the weekend is when it was one-on-one with side bottom in that square. Yep. He, he could have quite easily yep. got around that and he got the fist in and got the punch away. And then it was one-on-one against, side-to-one again, on the boundary. He met, And if you were a lot closer, he banged that ball and it was going to the boundary and made it look like it wasn't going to be deliberate. Well, we'll talk a bit about... We'll talk about a bit the players a bit more in depth in a sec. Before we get on to the game, uh, the next generation Eagle of the Year, that finished up for the year. Uh, Shoey got... Best on ground voted by us on the page. Scoey and Barras. We're a bit here on the desk here. We're a bit, bit wielded how um, Sheed wasn't in that top three, yeah. but everyone sees the um, game different, and that's how it's uh, voted. And Yoey ended up being the champion on the TNG page ahead of Gaffy. Yeah, so. well, I might touch on it now. Like, I tell you what, I was so excited when I found out Yoey was getting tagged. Oh. He's had such a great year because he doesn't get tagged. Even when Pritis was in his prime, 
everyone knew you tagged Shuey. Mm. Like, he yeah. could read knickknacks, taps, and burst through that centre and get so many goals. He's a goal-kicking field. He's a clearance player mid. Yeah. And they didn't tag him. I knew Shuey was going to have a day out. Mm. Against Melbourne the first quarter, they tried to do something similar where they didn't tag him. And he dominated that first quarter. So then, boom, they tagged him. And then, you know, yeah. to try to I knew he would have a game. And we'll talk more stats I about Shuey later. We'll get, in, but yeah. we'll get into the game now. But before we do... The TNG Go Footy Tipping, which is in conjunction with the Go Footy Boys podcast. Uh, the winner was Dodsey, ended up getting over the line. Shell, 88, she got second. Malseed, uh, third. Uh, Nick Nat Hearn, he went, he dropped a bit and he went down to fourth. And Raj. So hopefully next year we'll get some prizes and do it really good next year. It was a bit of a test run this year, so we'll see how it goes. Let's get into the game. It's the final siren. All right, West Coast, 11 goals, 13, 79 to 11 goals, 8, 74. The main goal kickers, Kennedy, 3. And then it was all singles for the Eagles, Hutchings, Shuey Sheed, Darling, Yo, Cripps, Vardy and Rioli. And for Collingwood, Degoe with 3, Cox, 2, Stevenson, 2, Hoskin Elliott, Varco and Majacek and Adams. Um, there's 100,022 MCG. Two seats vacant. That's the record for a grand final too, isn't it? For since it's been remodelled, yes. Yeah. Since the seating model's been in, and yeah, so two people didn't turn up. So, mm. Jesus Christ, wonder what? what yeah. Maybe they died. Who knows? Because <laughs> that's the only reason I can't understand that. But nearly a full house. But let's get on to some things. After the Pies kicked the first five goals of the games, Eagles kicked nine goals, eleven to six goals, seven. So that is. We, we won the last three quarters. Pies win the first quarters. They uh, kicked three goals from set shots. We kicked seven goals, four. So it showed you the dominance there where we won the game. And the last quarter, this was fascinating, and I've watched it about six times. I know Wayne's watched it a bit similar. You probably have as well. Yeah, watched it a few, that's for sure. The first three goals come from the first six kicks. Yeah. And then there was only three goals kicked for the rest of the game. It was funny too. Which is amazing. Yeah. It was the 19th... Uh, minutes left on the clock when Vardy took that mark. Mm. So he didn't convert in the first minute, but the first three goals were in the first actual yeah. minute minutes, of the yeah. game, basically. Went bang, bang, so, bang. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And, um, and, and overall, that goal too. overall, the Eagles only led for nine minutes of the whole game. Mm. Yeah. Compared to 105 from Collingwood. So you can see why Collingwood fans probably a bit of, bit of taste in their, their mouth and wondered, is that the one that got away? We were coming though, weren't we? That I felt that whole game we were coming. They they, the they the converted well with the first five goals, mm. but after that it was our game. Like, Three goals, six. Very nervous time because they still had that lead. Yeah. Three goals, yeah, six in it. the last quarter should have been six goals, three, or even nine goals. Well, Bucks admitted in a press conference after three after quarter time they were just outplayed. They were out. Yeah. They, they were got out muscled. They were everything. And. I'm going to bring up shortly where I reckon it changed and I'll see if you guys agree because I pinpointed the actual time where the game changed because I've watched it so many times, but I could be wrong. Let's talk about the Norm Smith medalist, Luke Shuey. 34 disposals, 19 contested. The only other person to have 19 contested was Taylor Adams and he had similar. He had 31 positions, 9 clearances, 8 inside 50s, 8 score involvements, 1 goal. Now... I reckon he would well he would have won it because they do the medal five minutes before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He would have won if the Collingwood have 
had won the game. Well, he should it have been they, another. They, they might have gave it to Adams, but I feel that's an injustice. Um, and I've been waiting to talk about. It. As I said, I could barely hold it when we we're talking about Yo before. He's the only so good. third player in history to get thirty-four or more disposals in the grand final. Uh, by champion data, it was the best ranked grand final in this decade. Um, yeah. And as I said, that's why you got to tag him. This is no surprise. If you have no one on Luke Shuey, mm. this is what he's done. And yeah. like, they, he's creative. Basically, once he hit about yep. what 23, 24, everyone knew he was the player you tagged. Yeah. He's the player you sat on, and yeah. it's always been that way. So that's how Yo gets the ball. That's how Red have these great. That's how even Dom Sheed replacing Gaff has these impact and get these numbers yeah. because Shuey cops the tag. That is a coaching error, I believe, by Buckley's half. I think. That game was won by coaching. We touched on it already was. the ruck. Yeah. Well, still sideboard him out the game. And then on the flip side, Buckley choosing to tag bloody, what's his name? Yo over Shuey. Yeah. But not only that, just some of the matchups, like as soon as he put side bottom forward, at full forward, mm-hmm. that conceded he'd lost that battle straight yeah. away, in my Agreed. opinion. Look, Yo, he's a great player, but he's not as damaging out of that centre. No. As uh, Shuey is. No. Not as damaging. Especially when he's no. got a tag on him. But yeah. the longer the game went on, Yoey got stronger yeah. and yeah. started to break it. But like we're saying, coaching won the grand final and it happened before the bounce. Lysett and Vardy on Grundy, as we said, to cancel out the effectiveness of an all-Australian ruckman, that just showed you it was a great coaching move. Now, some people have attributed that to Mitchell because he's the midfield coach. Now, I think they all would have had a bit of a say in that. So well, Nick Nick Nat done a lot of work on that. Yeah, Nick Nat Nui, I can tell you now. And you uh, look at has done a lot of work outside because uh, yeah, you, you see uh, on the ground Jonathan he was even Giles left. Yeah. Obviously he um, got another yeah. job. Nick Nat took over, and he did. And I I know this for a fact. He did highlight to the coaching staff, we can beat we can beat Grundy and Gorn. If we tag them, yeah, and that's that's where it all started. All right. And they did a lot of work on that. In the and game. you look at the way they ran around the ground. Lysett went everywhere with him and kept up with him, which was good. And he nullified him. And Vardy, when he wasn't playing, he was up forward creating havoc, mm. especially that, in the second half. That mark and he the, took to get that goal in the last quarter. Brilliant. And the last quarter, Grundy was right with him. And, and the last quarter, he had the, him. he had the most disposals in the mm. last quarter. Mm. And when he took that mark, did you see how cocky he was when he was walking back with his strut? Yeah. He had to kick the goal. That was brilliant. He just went, oh, we've got this on the plate. Mm. Kevin Sheedy once said, if you go on a grand final predictable, you're going to lose. And straight up, when I saw that, I just went, that's awesome, because mm. that was a bit unpredictable, even though we sort of saw it against Gorn the week before. And their moves that win your grand finals, Hutchie on side bottom. Side bottom would have known Hutchie's gone there all, all week. Now, as soon as the first quarter had gone, that's when Buckley should have made the move. Mm. But he didn't. He persisted. I hope that side bottom would break it and tail off and all that. And when he made the move to put him down to full forward, it was too late. Yeah, it was I, way too late. And I Hutchings, said that's a win. And Hutchings played... He, he goes unnoticed sometimes by opposition and the media, but that game he played was brilliant. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. He's yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. Just... And if it wasn't... He could have had a goal there at the end if he wasn't off balance. The ball went flying away, but... And it's, he, a, it's a throwback to almost last week where we talked about the Richmond-Collingwood game. And the comment was made that the way we play Collingwood isn't how Richmond played Collingwood. And it 
the perceived arrogance of him. It just it was on display, wasn't it? It was bad coaching, and mm-hmm. then it was just they didn't tag side bottom. The way they handled the ruck situation was ridiculous. As you said, when Grig was in there, they just knew we'll just go for a distance, yeah. and they were yeah, just dang. kicking clearance. And then we went the complete opposite direction. We coached that game, mm-hmm. and just I'm I'm still overawed, guys. It's oh yeah, like midweek. Yeah. It's days ago, and I'm overall just. Thinking I'll probably go home game. and watch it again tonight <laughs> because my family's away on holidays, but um. I spoke earlier in in the podcast the moment I thought the game changed and it, to me it was in the second quarter when Liam Ryan went straight into Braden Maynard mm, and yeah. hit him in the Mid- and it was a like bump. a little shirt front yeah, beautiful bump. after yeah. that I just saw players going up patting him on the back and all of a sudden we just started going in I don't know if the intensity the intensity was already there but it just got seemed to be cleaner mm. and more I don't know it's just they just took off from there, and that's the point I reckon where it was thought, "This is ours. We're going for it." Yeah, I think a lot of senior players stood up too. Um, I, I, can I touch on the def- our defence because I played defence all my life? Um, where, where's the back line? <laughs> the back. Oh, because I'm a forward. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, touch on that. I mean, I, I must say, and we all would have been worried. Tommy Cole in that first quarter was uh, he? You know, got you caught know, out. Got caught out. Two quick goals. You think? And he and he looked a bit down, but. Shannon Hearn went over to him straight away, tapped him on the head. Obviously yep. said, "Get on, you know, it's all all good. Let's just get on with it." Yep. And from then on, he just tightened his game up. He cut that young Stevenson out of the game. Well, Stevens, you didn't have a soul yeah. for the rest and of the game. Tommy Cole didn't have the greatest of games, but he stopped him. Yep. And you look at um, McGovern's work was just oh. unbelievable. How they let him off the leash like that is unbelievable. You know, we've always spoken about Scoey, who was brilliant. Tommy Barras's first half was just outstanding. He went a little bit missing in the second half, but in saying that, he still took some telling marks in that third quarter oh, up yeah. on the wing, and and in the last quarter when we we're getting, he was pushing down, getting on through through there. No, Shannon Hearn's leadership, he was just directing, and and Jetta's leadership in that three quarter time when he went to um, Liam Ryan, Ryan, that was, was brilliant. You know, he, he he didn't shirk it, but he tried to do something fancy, and it and it looked didn't look good, and he could he could say, hey, back in the head. He got him back on, and you look at his like Liam Lyons last quarter. He was just about best on ground. He was, he was brilliant. And I reckon he said because they both looked up, and he goes, "Look at the scoreboard." And he said, "The game starts again." That's what I reckon he said. Mm-hmm. Game starts again. Make the most of it. And that's what I thought he would have said because that's why they were looking up. They were looking up yeah. the board, and like you said, Liam Ryan in that last quarter, he just come to life. You know, and he, he he pulled out of one. Well, he didn't pull out of one. He trained his body, but it, it didn't like look good. No. It didn't look good. Um, but he made amends and set up Kennedy's goal in the last. And if he hadn't kicked two posts as well, who knows what the score would have been. And I couldn't agree more with that leadership. You know, mm. the Jetta, as just touched on, and Hearn, yeah. the Cole, getting around and the young kids calf. and letting them know, yeah. like, yeah. it was just great to see. And yeah. it just shows the great camaraderie mm. there. And they say, you know, the term family and friends and stuff. But you you actually see that out in the field. You really do. And it's just great a, to see. A torn calf in the third quarter, yeah. late in the third quarter. Mm. Um, he played out with it. He, you know, and other games might not have done that. I don't know what you guys thought, but my, my player of the day... If you look, if you look at the replay, go to the last quarter. It's about five minutes twenty in the last quarter, and and Collingwood were coming, and Taylor Adams got a kick. It was going through, but somehow it hit um, Jetta like a like a smother. 
We did four smothers in a row after that hit went went to the ground. They got down it down in their forward line. In their forward yeah, line. Yeah, that was brilliant. They kicked again and it smothered yeah. again. Kicked Put the again, pressure on. Smothered again. Yeah. They pushed it out. They kicked again. Smothered again. That that one and a half minutes of play to me was telling because that goal that that kick from Adams that was going through the middle. Yeah. And they just stopped that, and then they repelled, went back down, yeah. got it. And Cripps should have got a fifty meter penalty there because he took oh. the mark, and the Collingwood guy was like from me to yeah. from me to Dan away from from him, and he ran right past him. How they didn't give him fifty meters? Three of them did it too. I was, that was, I was the yes. thing; it wasn't just one player. Yeah. But one like, impeded him and stopped playing on. Yeah. So I think Sheed was in the middle, and he, you could see he turned and spotted him, yeah. went to kick, and because they ran past him, it was like they blocked it. Mm. So he had to stop, go back, and then go down the line. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask the player of the day, and that's what you've said. Mine was after Sheed kicked the goal that iced the game for us, was the bounce down in the middle. Where the ball was there to be won, and Dom Sheed got a fist to it. Yeah. And if he hadn't got the fist to it, Collingwood would have got the ball cleared straight back down their forward line. Luckily, I can't think. I think it might have been. I can't remember if it was Lacroix who picked it up, handballed it back to Vardy. Vardy was it Vardy or Lyson? Uh, I think it was Vardy, and they gave it to Cripps. Vardy, and then he gave it to Cripps. Who gave it to kick, Kennedy? Oh, Kennedy. Short kick to Kennedy. That's right. And um, to me. That kept us in the game, and that was like a minute and a half left. And it got it down there, and, and once it was down there, and that's when I started running around the room like a lunatic, mm. thinking, we got this if they don't stuff it up. And then Darling, just about, what, through the game, yeah. <laughs> that oh, Mark, God. I felt sorry, but yeah. I, I started to panic then. But we held composure, we kept it in that pocket, and the rest is history. Well, yeah, I'd love to talk about that Darling thing because... That was horrid when he dropped that mark. But what I was very, very impressed with, uh, he did the same thing in fi- uh, 2015, and then he went to grab it, and because he dropped it, he panicked. And he he fumbled. fumbled the ball. You watch the replay, and now watch his effort once he actually yeah. drops that mark. Yeah. It was phenomenal. He's picked the ball up, he's shrugged and pushed off a play tackle him, he's skirted around a second player, and then got the hands out to Cripps. Now... That was basically two on one. If he had then fumbled after that and panicked because he dropped the mark, oh, they, they would have rebound. They yeah, had yeah. two on one. They would have hand pass rebound, and that could have been game over. So yeah. I'm glad. That, but his third quarter, mm. like we talked to him having mm. a slow Phenomenal. first half, but I that is one of the best quarters of footy I've seen from him play. And we'll put this in context. He had seven marks in that third quarter, four contested. So to put that four contesting into context. The entire team combined, without Darling, took three. Mm. So he out-contested yeah. Mark the entire team by himself. And as we said earlier, he should have got that free kick. Uh, De- uh, in rip- that Jeremy Howe's got hold of his arm. Ripped him to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we won't talk about free kicks like the Melbourne media <laughs> and all the Collingwood people because they're just bitter. Let's talk about a few players from Collingwood. You, we, you know, because we did play somebody and they did have some good players. Taylor Adams, Chris Main, and Tom Langdon were the best for me. That was what I observed. I couldn't pick too many more after that. Um, no, and that's something going in the game. That's where I spoke to the family. You look at your bottom five plays, mm. or even your bottom half of your plays on your list. Add uh, Barco. Your best 22. Add Barco in there. Yeah, very pretty. early, he was Britain. Mm. And that's what builds a side. I found. Our lesser lights in that side did so well, and we don't rely on one star to carry mm. this team. We touched on Yogi getting tagged, touched on Shuey not getting tagged, he dominated. Uh, Gaff goes out, in comes Sheed, who's dominated. Uh, we touched on Shepard going out, in comes Schofield, and everyone, I haven't heard anyone 
counteract that he's just had one of his best games mm. ever in that grand final. Uh, we touched on how we played against Gorn and how we played against Grundy the last two weeks. Out Nick Nat, in comes Vardy. That's, to me, that is a premiership side. That is a great side. And that's why this one, I answered earlier, is one of the best in my memory because it's just such an even, consistent squad. Back in the day, we had to rely on a Cousins to fire. We had to rely on a Judd or a Kerr or a Cox to fire. Well, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. You just touched on something then. You don't have to be a star to win. And before the game, all I was hearing is Collingwood, their team packed full of stars. They're a star-studded team. And the Eagles, they don't bat as deep. Well, to win, you don't have to be a star star team. You've got to be a team of stars, a team of champions. Very so, well said. Uh, a well champion said. team. Champion team always beats a team yeah. of so, champions. That's it. You know, so take that into account, media, when you're talking mm-hmm. about teams and don't give anyone any I, uh, I, respect. I, I don't think you can go past... You know, you can't not mention Cox, second half for Collingwood. He, Collingwood he was, was another yeah, one. He second got, half. He got, he got dominated in the first half by Brass. He did what Darling did for the Eagles. But he did. He had a good second half. Yeah. He really got... I mean, he kept him in that game. Oh. He hit, what, two or three goals and no good goals. And if he had to kick that goal late in the last quarter yeah. where he didn't make the distance, no. yeah. that would have made... Uh, pretty hard for the Eagles because they started they had that momentum then and I wonder you talk about momentum he's a momentum player at that yeah. crucial time uh, Shannon Hearn went off with a blood rule yep had to stop the play till yep. another play came on to take his spot so he stopped all of a sudden because he doesn't take long to wind up his kick he's sitting there for what a minute and a half thinking where do I kick it? Where do I kick it? Where do I kick yeah, it? Am I going to make this? Am I going to make this? You didn't make it. We got we rebounded. Master it. straight bunger. <laughs> I'm sorry because I am rambling a lot because like all Eagles supporters, I think I'm very excited as we all are. But what you said really reminded me of another stat. Um, so basically you said they talk about their Collingwood stars and that. And a big thing in the build-up was Cox. Mm. And he got like second contested marks in the final. And it was eight. And it's about how great he is. So throw back to Darling, who had four contested marks in a quarter. Mm. So again, it just emphasises how dominant he was in the air that quarter. Yeah. I did hear on another radio program somebody describing Jack Darling as this. And I thought it summed it up to see, so I had to rip him off. He started like Chautauqua, finished like Winks. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was still in the stalls at the start. And if That's anyone it. saw on the weekend, Chautauqua didn't get out of the gates no. again. <laughs> and and I, it was brilliant. And let's be honest, um, that is 100% right. His first half, you know, we were supposed, but we have to be critical as well, and it was terrible. Yeah. So I'm so glad he had that third quarter. Yeah. When he dropped that mark, I'm so glad he had that second effort mm. because he is such a quality player, yeah. but he would get slammed for that game mm. if he didn't do those if he things. If he didn't stand up, that would have been him. That would have been him gone. That would have yeah. just crucified him and, forever. And it's funny, we'll use the word injust, unjustly doing that because his effort mm. in games and seasons is brilliant. But... In a big grand final game, things yeah. like that stick. So I'm just so thankful they had a blinder in the third quarter and his second effort after that drop mark was there. Look, so people can now see the player type of player we all see yeah. him as. If we, look, I don't know if we have any kids listening to our podcast, but any amateur football, any footballer listening, a great example with Jack's mark too. You, know, you, you watch it in slow motion from the side. He's got his hands to be taken. He was gone. Yeah. He knew exactly what he had to do, but his head had, it was like a bad goal shot. His head had gone around the corner before he can actually even. At, he was singing that, that kick in the goal. Yeah, I knew exactly. And another thing, it. and that's why he dropped that mark. Yeah. Another kick thing that I thought was the reason we dropped it is he usually likes taking chess marks. Mm. He never yeah. takes 
too many marks, too oh, far out in front know, of him. He's very strong out front. Yeah, this so, year he's really corrected that, strong. I think. He's very corrected strong. it, but I think maybe that second-guessing bit, he's gone, I have to go for this, he's gone for it. Yeah. I don't know. I must admit, I, I am with Wayne. Like he, and I think the same with actually happened with Ryan. I don't think he pulled out. I think he did the exact same thing. Mm. He took that mark, and then he wanted to skirt around the player. Yeah, he wanted to keep And that right. was the same yeah. with Darling. He was thinking of his next move before yeah, he'd completed the yeah. mark. Ryan. So Ryan earlier... Yeah, he was turning his because body. he yeah. had it, and I think he, he was tur- turning to get around a player. He was, he was turning goal. his body And then Darling was exactly the same, where he wasn't trying to skirt around play, Just but he was thinking of the goal. He was... He'd almost turn to look at the goals to take the kick. Where you don't think of your next move until you get yeah. that ball. Kind and, of and yeah, if, if that if that ball had gone out and come back in, I guarantee you, he would have marked it and yeah. stood there. Because if you yeah. look then Liam Ryan's last quarter, exactly the same thing as the third quarter. He's gone behind that ball's coming, and he's just got he's his gone. body behind yeah. it. He's taken the chest mark yeah. and stopped and gone back to the kick. So there's a, there's the learning curve there. So many moments in this grand final. That's another we, we, reason why we, it made it a great one yeah. for you, you record You can sit books. there and talk about it all the time. My favourite part was no one gave us a freaking chance and we did it. And that's what I, I loved about it. And um, I don't know where people watched it. Some people went over. Some people watched it at the pubs. Some people watched it at home. I watched it with mates that went Eagles fans and they just thought I was crazy well the funny but thing is they all wish that they were doing exactly yeah. the same thing as me here I want to pick this great moment that no one think of because it was a game of moments mm. and think oh well I didn't think of that moment but let's be honest that final play that won us the game mm. that is going to be replayed and I'm not oh, just yeah. talking about the, the 47 goal, seconds from the, McGovern the McGovern leaving to Goey yeah and that could have been dangerous. And to us, I reckon that was lazy by Dugowie he was oh, hoping yeah. he would fumble behind Matthew him and get Lloyd, a check goal Matthew Lloyd brought that up he goes that for a player of his ilk was friggin' slack. He yeah. won't want to watch. He, didn't he even, won't be wanting to watch that even, team replay. He didn't even want to provide a contest, you, even if yeah. he wasn't going to get the ball, put the pressure on. That's he was it. waiting for the easy one over the back. That's to exactly what he's doing. Cover himself in glory like and, all forwards like yeah. to do. Didn't work. And no. what Gubb did was right. You need to win a grand final. Yeah. You know, you don't wait for it to come to you like the goal he did. He's like, I'm impacting this pay because we need to win. But then Navardi in the centre ground, if he dropped that surrounded mark, they were surrounded. Three. It was a beautiful kick, beautiful mm. mark. <clears throat> then Ryan had his chance to redeem himself, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Marking between, sandwiched between two players. But then the footy smarts to quickly play on mm. and get that ball in to Sheed and... We were peppering those goals in that last well, quarter it. and we were missing them all. And then the hardest set shot we had for that quarter, come of the hour, come of the man. Make yeah. of the man. Uh, uh, come of it's like, it's too religious, but I just love the saying. Yeah. But, and he did, he slotted, and it was never curving. Make of the man. Make of the man. I should have used that. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, don't know if you heard um, uh, JK getting interviewed after the game. They said, oh, did you? You didn't go over and talk. And he says, Two things I didn't. He said, I was stu- one, I was stuffed. And he said, it was a bit far over where I was from. He said, and I'm glad I didn't because he said, I was going to tell him, do the do the screw kick. Yeah, see, yeah. So, it's really weird. You know, he's taken a traditional uh, kick. And, and I'm glad you've done that because as a forward, I, that where he kicked it from, that's my favourite part to kick a goal from on either pocket. And, you know, yeah, these screw kicks are cool if you get it right. But if you don't get it right, you look like an idiot. With a drop punt, at least you know what you're kicking at. And I think kids are going away from it these days. Everyone's doing, trying to do the CVJ. When, as soon as he started doing the drop kick, uh, for some reason, I just knew it was going to go through. Because yeah. for one, he was a left footer. And the way he kicks the ball, he was on the right pocket for a left footer to do that. 
if he was on the other side of the ground, he would have done the screw kick. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I'm glad he took the time to go back, do the drop punt straight yeah. through the guts, and that was just brilliant. I wonder if time was a factor too. I wonder if he thought there might not be much time. If I do the screw kick, take a, take a couple steps off my mark and that siren it's, goes, it's over. So I wonder if that was playing in his well, head a little bit too. Point, you know, that goes back to the goal yeah. square, goes back. It's funny that you say that yeah. because everyone on that ground thought there was stuff or time to go except yeah. Bunga. Yeah. Bunga thought there was still a few minutes to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where Bunga's getting his timing yeah. from, right? Yeah. If you're seeing, like uh, I think they said on the TV. Port, they did the port the, game, did the same if thing. If you're seeing people walking yeah. around in the yellow jackets, you know the game's yeah. nearly yeah. ended, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> if you, I don't know if any of you saw the um, clip on Facebook of Juddy's wife. And their son, cheering. yeah, cheering. they were right Oscar. behind the goal, yeah. and because he's an eagle, he's an eagle yeah. supporter, and uh, I thought that was bloody. Juddy, Juddy's often commented because they're always joking about the father son. Yeah. He and he says that one's no chats to go to Carlton. He <laughs> says he, he says I'm I, play, I play for da- I play for Eagles, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, the twins will go to the Blues, yeah. and he'll go yeah. there. Yeah. But, um, and uh, he won't be a mama's boy like uh, Juddy, but we won't go there. Well, look, we've talked about the grand, but we could talk for hours and hours on this. Let's cast our eye to 2019, just quickly before we wrap up the show. Can we reproduce and go back to back? Like, or is it just too hard these days? Uh, to be honest, can we, take the we're, we're going to have, a, better, off. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a better team next year. So if you ask me, are we going to have a stronger team next year? I'll say, yes, we will. But we'll go back to back. It's so hard to win a premiership. Yeah. It is twice as hard to do it in the state. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy this win. We'll, Soak it up. That's exactly right. Respect um, it. But there's such a belief there we could do it. But don't don't be a Richmond thinking it's going to be easy. I mean, MCG's nah. their home ground and they didn't make it the yeah. second year after being minor premiers. Let, let, you know, just let that marinade for a while. It's and I, not easy and nothing in this game I is given. I think the Victorian, uh, not the Victorian AFL, the people that ride up who have the, what do you call it, the... Say on the fixed string might start giving the state clubs more games on the MCG because mm. I think they're coming to a realization that you know, the more you go against it, the more galvanizing it's going to be against other teams. They start to start giving, they got to start making the thing even. I think they've got the right guy on the right job in Steve Hogging. I think he's going to change it quickly because I brought up his name today. I heard red cards, yes or no? You bring in red card, yep. Uh, yes. If it's done like the amateurs, yeah. yellow card and then a red card, cool. Yep. Yep. If it's done like that, I'm all for it. If it's a straight-up red card, I'm not. you got to get that warning. Yeah, no. Depending, I, 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 I depending on what it is. If it's a headbutt I mean, and it did one. I, I want it to be a black-and-white scenario. I want it to be like an Andrew Gaff. If it's a Gaff, if yeah. That's it. You just red card, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to see it in a season. Right. I want to see one a, a season max. You know mm. what I mean? You it's just for that I just, instance. I just said headbutt. Did anyone see Brady Grundy headbutt? Uh, no, I missed no. that. Well, on the ground. Go back and watch the grand final and watch it's on the ground. I can't remember who it is. He's on the ground and he headbutts. It might be Shuey, actually. So have a look. I can't remember what quarter it is. I think it's second or third. Grundy's on the ground. He headbutts him. Now, if they cannot pick that out, because I've seen it, there's something going on. But to be honest with you, I, I, th- yeah, I think it's they done. could almost feel the game slipping, mm. Collingwood. I think they could feel after that five-goal blitz to start with that the momentum, they didn't yeah. quite have it because yeah. they did look like when they were getting tailed, like really angry and pushing the players down, but not that angry, like, intent you want in a grand yeah, final. It wasn't like a bad headbutt, but it was there. kind of... No. Well, that, yeah. I'm just saying, that's ex- I saw, like, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. They could almost see that they were, like, children that's, like, throwing their the, toys out the car. They usually put it away in the grand final. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
because we're in trade week on Friday for the next fortnight and the silly season, who would you like to see the Eagles go through the trades? There's the obvious, the lob and Kelly. Anyone else that you think we should be targeting? If the price is right, then, yeah, bring in whoever wants to play at the club, whoever we feel can bring something to the club. Would you? But it is like you mentioned it because... You know me, it's a very generic hand, but I want Lob to replace Lysett mm. and I want Kelly to replace Gaff. Yeah. I know that irks people, but they got to come to the realisation the season's over, the finals are over, uh, free agency starts Friday, they're gone. But I don't want people to dwell on that in a negative way because as soon as something like that happens, it opens the door. Now, we've won five out of six games without Gaff. We'll just yeah. use Gaff mm. as an example. And one of them was a premiership. So this is where I touched on before. Will we be stronger next year? We definitely will. But Lob and Kelly, they're the two I want because they're yeah. replacements for what we're losing. Yeah. Just quickly, Hogan's rumoured to come back. we find out in two days if he's going to say yes or no. And Freeman, he's going to land at Freeman, but as Eagles, would you just throw someone at him to give him second thoughts? Who's Hogan? With Kennedy only having Did two years. Do you want to go first, uh, Wayne? Yeah, no, no I'll w- her, Hogan, I'll yeah. I think you touched on it earlier. Hogan, look, great player, but I think he's suspect with his feet. Yeah, I think that navicular yeah. foot injury is um, sus. But I, um, I, I just think my, my personal view is, look, because he can replace Kennedy down the track, and in in 12 to 18 months, he's available. I would be getting Tim English back here. Tim, I, he will be a he, star. This that kid, that kid yeah. that, and I wanted him in when the draft. He was one of when we were always, you know, we always yeah. talk preseason about draft. Well, he was my number one pick in that draft. I can't remember who he got that draft. English was my number one pick. I thought this kid is going to be a gun. He's going to be a he's going to be the next thing we were going to have close to Dean Cox. And I would be. He, I know the rumours out now, but I think you're right. I don't think he wants to leave. But in two years' time, I would be banging yeah, on the door. Yeah, I'd be looking at him. someone like that because he'll get two more. Let him get two more years with Western Bulldogs, mm. and then <clears throat> I'm like you. Yeah, I think in. I think we're destination club now, especially when in Premiership we're going to become even more of a destination club. At this time of the year, we start talking about draft picks as well, and usually I have a whole bunch of draft picks to um, float on on this show. I haven't even delved into it too much because I don't know where the Eagles are going to end up with draft picks at the moment we've got picks we've got two picks in round two and then we've got one in round three one in round four round five I can't see us having many picks at all this trade if yeah. the way I see it going I think we're going to be going for mature age players again this year and next year we'll go back to drafting so did you want Hogan yourself um I, I, I would I'd only throw things at him just to pump his price up at Fremantle because that's I hate Freo and I want to piss him up the wall. I, I, I am actually surprised. He's such a talent. He's one of the yeah. best young forwards. I can't believe now I want to get rid of him. I, I was actually expecting to be the odd one out here. Mm-hmm. Where no, because that is not what we need. If you're throwing two first rounds or even a good right first round, moment, we don't we need don't him. him. But, but in two years' time, you would. But in two years' time, I'm expecting Oscar Allen. Yeah, I'm true. expecting Brander to come yeah. forward. I'm expecting Waterman to be better. Yeah. I'm expecting maybe a lob to come in, taking Vardy's well, role I, for Vardy goes mainly if in I did, and yeah. lob. If and I then you've got Ryan Rioli mm. and Crips, the smalls around him. If I had to lob or mid- Hogan, I'd go lob. Mm. Yeah, because we need that ruck. I just hope Freo don't get both it's of them. It's not our needs. Mm. So I don't think they will. You don't mm. spend all this money and all these draft picks on a player that's not going to match your needs. No. So I'm 100% against getting Hogan because he's too good a player. He'll cost too much. Yeah, he's going to cost too much. And I just can't believe that Malmo even entertained him go, look, 
It's been a great year. I want to thank Dan for jumping on board first, getting on uh, the podcast with me because it was hard talking to my bloody self, I tell you that. <laughs> and I know I like talking, but talking to yourself, you just go stir crazy. So thanks for the, the whole year, Dan. And I want to thank Wayne for jumping in when Dan um, was having the baby and that and helped us out a lot. Um, it's brought me a lot of enjoyment. I think um, the Next Generation discussion page has grown a bit from it. And we're growing every week on the podcast page as well. And we're getting a lot more listeners every week. So I just want to thank you guys, firstly. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We might have another one in about a month or so, just recapping on things. But we also got another thing called The Nest TV, which will be coming up in the next couple of weeks, which hopefully all of us are involved in and a few others. So... Stay tuned. Get on the Next Generation uh, discussion page mainly because that's where all the action is. We've got the podcast page where we upload the podcast and then we filter them out. So tune in, guys. Get your people on for next year because we'll, we'll be back next year bigger and better. That's it. And, um, yeah, like, I'm honoured to be here. I've enjoyed it, like, immensely. It's just so much fun coming and talking footy and meeting new people through the, you know, social media. Um, just quickly before we go, just one quick question. I, I had to ask this. What did you guys think of the grand final sprint? I'm sick of the AFL grand final sprint. They're not uh, having AFL players in it. No. I don't I don't watch it, so I don't care. Oh, it's yeah, just a half day. It's, it's a bit of nothing. Innings, they? But they do it. What they're doing is they go into grassroots footy and local footy, and they're getting the fastest players in there. But that's AFL football. You don't need to be the fastest player. You've got to have yeah, other skills. But, so I don't like that. And they win it every last two years. I think they won it. The first two were the the because they just picked the quickest players. Yep. It's like it's an AFL sprint. It's only for AFL oh, players. Well, look, what, one day the AFL will get the entertainment right and the halftime stuff, right? But most of the people I've been to grand finals. You don't even worry about it. when you're at the ground. You don't even you don't even worry about that shit. Oh, I was worried about the cup. That's, That's all for TV. About. I just thought it was just yeah. it's it's all for the silly TV. because they win, and of course they're going to win. They're the fastest. Like. Any last words, Wayne? Yeah, look, thanks for having me on because I really enjoyed it. Great meeting you guys. We all talk a lot on uh, social media. It's great meeting you, and it's been really good. And can I just finish off saying one last thing? We spoke about the players, but. What a class act Adam Simpson is. Oh, brilliant. Anyone watched... I know, Dan, you watched On the Couch the other night. Yeah, Adam brilliant. Simpson, they had on. And Gary Lyon, I take my hat off to him. He said, uh, Simo, you know, you can get into me because I've been your biggest critic. And he said, yeah, I've got a lot to say to you. And then he said, nah, that's what you paid for. Yeah. But he was just a class he's act. He's a class so act. Absolute and class act. F- f- the, he talked to Pagan beforehand. Pagan was glowing terms of him. Mm. And just to show... He was just, to me, was just so relaxed. He was happy. And that filtered through. And they said, what was it? Family. Friends. Friends. And then and flag. flag. flag off. And that's a great way to go. And if we break that in the next year, anything's possible. Let's not get too hard on him if we don't win. Big call, but he is by far our best coach I think we've ever had. Now that he's got that premiership, that was the only thing, and yeah. I said it before, best win-loss ratio, just his attitude, and it's hard because Wush is just a club great, but yeah, he's just an amazing coach, and that's what won us the premiership. Yeah. Our, our, you know, he's done so much for the game, and just so well-spoken out in public, he's just brilliant coach. Alright guys, tune in next year with the Next Generation podcast, get on the Next Generation discussion page, it's got West Coast Eagles Next Generation, add yourself, we'll add you if you're a West Coast Eagles supporter, add all your mates, get Get on the podcast page, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, subscribe to iTunes, CastBox, TuneIn. We're everywhere. We're going to get massive. Uh, Until next year, go Eagles. Go Eagles.
music. The crowd leads the charge. Now Nelson. Beautifully read by Shepard. McGovern. Quick handball on. 